This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I took your guys' request, and I am interviewing another female engineer you guys have been asking for this for such a long time and for those of you guys who don't know i was an industrial engineering major in college that's what my bachelor's degree is in and i graduated from nc state last year so if any of you guys are new here that's my background and a lot of people have been wondering if i could have another engineer on the show to talk about engineering and someone specifically that went more into the field of engineering as you guys can see i'm not really doing much related to it but I am, I do have that, I do have that bachelor's degree, so there you go, (laughs) Um, but I interviewed Sophia, who she actually reached out to me, if you guys have a story that you think that you want to share on the podcast, or if you have a friend that has a story that you think would be great to share on the podcast, just email me or DM us on Instagram, if you DM us, I think that's like the best bet. But just DM the Real Real Podcast on Instagram and let us know your story so we can see if you will be a good fit. But Sophia DM'd us and I just thought it was perfect because I've been looking for someone else to interview that uh, had an engineering background and she also works in the automotive industry, which does hire a lot of engineers, especially because she was a mechanical engineer. So it's very fitting for her major and she's really working right in it. And I thought this would be helpful for anyone who wants to go into the field, but not only that i do think that it is also really really useful um if you're just like if you're curious if you're going into high school if you are looking for what to major in you know i think that she shares a lot of tips or if you are currently in school and you're an engineering major it's just something that you guys all will relate to i know i was industrial and she's mechanical but i related to so much that she said so it's just something that i think a lot of people will enjoy so i am excited to share this episode and before we get into this episode i did want to thank the reviewer of the week The reviewer of the week is from Bata, and Bata's actually a friend of mine, so hello, I loved seeing your name on here, but she said, I've never been a podcast type of person, but Natalie is so real, inspiring, and motivating that I always come back and tune into a new episode. She's very conversational and personable and makes every episode feel like you're there with them engaged in a conversation. That makes me feel so happy of the content I'm putting out. I'm just really, really glad that you guys are enjoying it. And even if you're not a typical podcast person, you might find this podcast interesting. So thank you so much. And again, if you guys have any requests, then just let me know because I'm always looking for requests. I'm always looking for new guests. So if you guys like something or don't like something, just let me know by DMing us on Instagram. 
but anyways I can't wait for this episode I can't wait for you guys to learn more about Sophia and about engineering in general and just being a female in engineering and let's just get into it welcome to the real real podcast with Natalie Barbu Instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real Hi, Sophia. Thanks so much for being on my podcast. Hey, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Sophia actually messaged me to be on the podcast, and her story is just so cool, and I've been looking for female engineers to have on the show, so I'm really glad that you messaged me. Oh, that is so exciting to hear. I was so nervous to message you. I was like, oh my gosh, hopefully she gets it. (laughs) I don't know how the whole process worked, but I'm so excited when you responded. No, it's great. Like, I'm so excited to have a female engineer on to share their story, especially since you're actually working in the field. Yeah, I'm so excited. So we are just going to jump right into setting the record straight. So this is where I'll I'll tell you a few statements. They're typically stereotypes or assumptions, and then you let me know if they're true or if they're false. Awesome. Sounds great. The first one is you apply a lot of what you learned in school in your day-to-day job. Um, So I think with this one, it's very dependent on what type of work you do in the engineering field. Some jobs require more like a heavy technical background when others are more high level problem solving management roles. So I think that's very dependent on whatever type of job you have. Yeah. What about your specific one? Um, Personally, I haven't had to apply a lot of super technical material that I learned in my like 400 level engineering courses. Um, But I do think like time management, working in groups, um, proper communication skills, stuff like that, that stuff that's going to be so applicable everywhere. Yeah, so true. I completely agree. And engineering is a male-dominated field still. Um, I would definitely definitely say yes to this one. Um, Although there have been improvements, I would still say that in my experience, I've had classes that where I was the only girl. Um, I've been working in groups where I've been the the only girl in the group. So although I do see slight improvements in freshman classes, personally, in my university, um, the freshman classes are growing in terms of girls. However, it's still quite male dominant. Yeah, yeah, I felt that way a lot. My engineering, I was industrial engineering, which had more girls than other ones. But still, it was still lacking, definitely. Yep. And there is a stereotype about being an engineer. Um, Yeah, so I think with this one, I look at it as there's both negative and positive stereotypes. Um, I feel like when I say I'm an engineer, the stereotypes that are with that is that like you're maybe antisocial or a little bit quirky, Um, especially in the automotive industry. Some people think you're super into cars, um, where for me, I don't think that's too much of the case, especially with like the car thing. (laughs) I'm really not super passionate about cars. Yeah. I'm working in the automotive industry. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think that there is still a stereotype, but it is positive. There's some positive ones. Like if you tell someone you're an engineer, what is the typical reaction? Yeah. So whenever I say that for sure, like you can kind of see a light bulb go off in people's heads. Like they're like, oh my gosh, you must be so smart. Like, yeah, <laughs> never do that. Like, how do you do that? And it's just like, oh, a lot of, you know, it's a lot of studying, but <laughs> yeah, I never know what to say to that. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know it's such an awkward compliment. <laughs> I know. 
Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. 
and engineering is a very difficult major. Um, so yeah, I would say it is. Um, I think the coursework is really rigorous at times, especially as you advance in your education. Um, there were definitely some late stressful nights in college, <laughs> but um, overall, I think those courses teach you a way to approach problems calmly and how to deal with stress. So it ultimately helps you, but in the moment, you're definitely feeling the stress. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm so glad I'm out of college just because I don't miss studying or homework assignments that I don't understand. Like, I'm just very happy to be graduated. Oh 100%. Yeah, if anything, it makes you really happy to graduate. <laughs> you don't have to deal with homework anymore. I know. I would hate studying for my exams just because oh, I yeah. felt like if you didn't understand the material, it's so hard to Yes. Uh, do well on any exam or on that exam or you just freak yourself out and you're like I'm never gonna get this oh yeah it's so scary and I would I would always study in groups um, most of the time that was my approach and the worst was when you feel like everybody else understands it and you're still like but can we please explain that again because <laughs> I still don't get it so I know I know completely I would always study in groups too oh yeah and now just tell us about yourself. So my viewers, I feel like, would love to know who you are, where you went to school, your exact major, everything like that. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Sophia Dancel, which we've said. Um, I grew up in Rochester, Michigan, and I'm the oldest in my family. Um, in high school, I really liked math and science. Those were always my favorite subjects. I also did track and cheerleading all throughout high school. Those are my favorite sports. Um, and if we flash forward to now, I am currently 22 years old. Um, I just graduated from Kettering University in June. I'm with summa cum laude honors as a mechanical engineer. Oh, wow. Um, Go yeah, you. So That's I, awesome. Thank you. It was something I was – that was, like, my goal for, um, gra for graduation, and it's something I'm really proud of. It took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but <laughs> – <laughs> Well, you earned it. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so basically my school. So Kettering is actually a really small engineering school in Flint, Michigan. Um, my graduating class was probably like 480 students at most. So it was a very small university, which I really liked. Um, but my university was unique because every student who goes there is required to work at a co-op and is paid to do so by whatever company they're hired into. So this was cool because you're able to gain professional experience as an undergrad and see how your coursework is applicable to professional applications. Um, so ever since my freshman year, I was on this cycle where I would go to school for three months, and then I would go to my co-op in the automotive industry for three months. So you're constantly switching back and forth between work and school up until you graduate, which is oh, a wow. pretty interesting concept. <laughs> Did you like that? Do you prefer that, you think? Yeah, so you really get used to living your life in three-month segments. It's like right when you got sick of school, you can go to work. Right when you got sick of work, you could go to school and see all your friends. So it was definitely – it gave you a good taste of both ends of it, I think. Like, was the co-op always, like, in or near Flint, Michigan, or did people have co-ops all over the country? Yeah, so that's actually interesting. There's – um, people can co-op wherever they want. So we actually have to move, we all move out of the school when it's, um, when school ends and we all go and live wherever we want near our work or maybe at home. I personally lived at home when I worked. 
Um, but yeah, so you're constantly moving every three so months. So you have to move in and out every three months? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would hate that. Crazy. Yeah. All your furniture and all your stuff. Yeah. So actually with furniture, that was all, all supplied in my apartment. Thank God. I would, it was just basically all like personal items, like clothes and stuff. Would you move into a different room? Um, yeah. So like my freshman year, I lived in the dorms and then that was like the same for that whole year. Then sophomore year, I lived in my sorority house for a year. Um, my junior year and senior years, I lived in an apartment, and that stayed the same throughout the whole, my whole rest of the time. But um, okay, so you're not like moving room to room every three months, right? Okay, okay. Kind of. It's it's confusing. <laughs> it really I know. Is. I this is not what the podcast is about, but I like can't get over it moving every three months. I know it is so funny. Like I seriously would just set aside my boxes in my basement, and I'm just like, okay, when it's time to leave again, just bring out those same boxes. Like somehow I fit it in before, so <laughs> we'll try. That's again. so funny. Fast forward to now. Um, I think it was so worth um going to Kettering and this whole three month thing, although it was pretty crazy <laughs> as we've seen. Um, it gives you so much experience and. Um, now I am actually working at the same company I co-opt at. So it really just comes full circle. And I think that's really the benefit of the school, even though it's such a unique concept. Cause I think it's the only school in the country that does that. That is really, really neat. So you guys didn't have like semesters or anything. It was just like co-op. Right. Yeah. It's just like these three month. I mean, we call them, we, we call them like fall term and like spring term. That's how we refer to them. So they're all like three month terms. Got it. That's really cool though. I think that honestly gives you so much experience for the real world at a young age. And you also can quickly learn if you like the industry that you're in. Yeah, exactly. And you can see what you like, what you dislike. If you want to maybe do something completely different, you know, change your major. It's a really cool concept. Yeah, no, I actually really like that. And why did you decide to study engineering in the first place? Um, so, yeah, I decided, well, so originally, if we go back in time, I thought that I wanted to actually go into the medical field. Um, in high school, I actually participated in a practicum my senior year where the last two hours of my day, I'd go and shadow nurses in the hospital. But um, that's when I realized I didn't really like being in the hospital environment. It wasn't really for me. Um, so then I went through this phase where I really felt lost. I had no idea where I wanted to go to school or what I wanted to do. So I was super stressed. Um, but that's when my parents actually guided me and recommended to consider engineering just because it still has that math and science um, background that I really like. And at first I was really skeptical about it just because with any engineering, especially mechanical engineering, um, I just assumed you had to have a passion for cars. I was like, I don't think I have that passion at all. Like, count me out. <laughs> I was so worried I wouldn't be able to relate to the other engineers at, the, at these companies. Mm -hmm. um, but was, I was actually lucky because my dad is an engineer, and he assured me that that's definitely not the case and something I shouldn't be worried about. Um, in any type of engineering, he told me that the major itself is just your ticket into the industry, and then it's totally up to you to decide where you want your degree to take you. So... Although I didn't really believe him at first, I can definitely attest to that now. That is 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I really like about engineering. I do think that 
engineering especially is such a broad major and it's one of the only majors that you really don't need to go to grad school for to oh yeah have a great career afterwards and I'm not saying that a lot of majors you have to go to grad school for but there are a lot of majors that encourage going to grad school to get like the job of your dreams you know so I do think yeah I do think that engineering is one of those fields that you can graduate with an undergrad degree and really have no need for grad school unless you want to go yeah and like the cool thing too about engineering is that people recognize that engineers think of in a very unique way Mm -hmm. so most companies are going to welcome your type of thinking and expertise, even if that's not necessarily applying to your major. Like in your degree, you learned a certain way to think, and a lot of people respect that. So it's a really cool way to open up tons of opportunities. Completely. It's such a broad major. And yeah, like you said, people know that the way that engineers are taught in school is to think critically and to think analytically yeah. and to think outside the box and to problem solve. And I mean, what career or what job doesn't want that you know every single company wants someone who can think critically and solve problems exactly yep I no I was I was given that same pitch from my parents like it's not oh yeah you don't need to like go into the engineering field but like trust me it sets you up for success yep 100% and it's a great field too like if you like math and science and you're unsure about where to go it's a great place to start I mean your base classes are going to be really just core learning, like your first two years. So if you ever want to switch your major, like it should be a pretty smooth switch. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, definitely. And did you feel like being a girl in engineering was different or unique at all? Um, yeah. So whenever I said I was going to study mechanical engineering, I could definitely see people's eyes light up um, when you say that's what you want to do. If like I wanted to be a mechanical engineer a lot of people would be like, you go girl, or like, good for you. That's awesome. And um, they think it, they seem to think like it was so outside the norm. Um, but like I said before, more women are joining the engineering field. And I still feel like it's a path less traveled. Um, like, I remember the first time I was in a role where I saw more women in the office, and I was so excited. And There was one person specifically who came to work in the cutest blazer and shoes and her hair was all curled and she changed my whole view on the industry because before seeing her, I went to work every day feeling that I had to wear like plain clothes and kind of hide my girly side just because I didn't want to cause too much attention to myself. You know, I was like, oh, being a girl in engineering is like attention enough. Yeah. Um, But lucky for me, seeing other women in the industry and like embracing their femininity made me so excited. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, I'm going to be splurging on outfits when I graduate. I'm going to like embrace who I am because it is, it is like a very unique thing being a woman in engineering and you do feel it in the office. Um, But I think you just have to embrace it. Yeah, I love how you say that that one woman that was wearing heels and curled hair kind of changed your mindset on it because I completely agree with so many. You think that you have to like make yourself kind of look transparent. Like don't – I don't want anyone to notice me. I don't want to be the center of attention. But honestly, you should embrace your femininity. Like it's nothing wrong with that if that's how you are. Like obviously if you're not girly, you don't need to dress girly. But there's nothing wrong with being girly and being an engineer. And I always try to like break that stereotype – Yes, because seriously, she like changed my whole mindset about because before I'd just be wearing like collared shirts and khakis, like in in college as as a co-op. 
that's what I would be wearing. And then I saw her and I'm like, okay, we are changing this. Like now I just go shopping for tons of cute blazers and I wear little like heels to work, like little boots. It's, it's fun. Yeah. And you know what? You might be that person for someone else too, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yes. You never know who you can inspire. <laughs> exactly. And did you enjoy your classes when you were in school? And what type of classes did you take? How were they? Yeah. So, um, at least with my major, um, I did realize that as courses become more advanced, um, they definitely, you definitely realize that there's like ten different ways to solve one problem. So they become a lot more application based. Like the teachers are be like, here's here's the tools, like the equations you'll need. How can you apply it to this story problem? Like, especially in classes like heat transfer, like that was the whole class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's definitely very thinking outside the box. How can you solve this problem? And actually, like a lot of my professors in my later courses grade based on your process as opposed to your answer. So you know how people always talk about the test after class, like how'd you do and whatever, like going starting to talk about the test and trying to compare answers was just, you shouldn't even do that just because we probably 100% all got different answers. But how you, if the teacher can see like how you did the process and what steps you took and that you understood the problem, you're going to get full credit. So that was my experience with my more advanced classes. Yeah. And what would you say that in your classes, there were some where you like were really struggling to figure it out. You didn't know if you were going to pass the class or you didn't know if you were going to do well. Like, did you have those moments? Oh, 100%. I remember probably my hardest term was before my study abroad term. Um, you needed like a ton of prerequisites before you studied abroad to make sure you could qualify for those classes abroad. And I remember it was one of my hardest terms. My hardest class was thermodynamics that term. And we had a newish professor who only gave like three tests and graded them so harshly. And I swear I probably got like a 38% or something on this test. And I never have done so poorly in my whole life. And I remember just getting my grade and like calling my parents, like, I'm not going to be an engineer. (laughs) I just failed. Like this is the end. But, um, you know, everything ends up working out. I went to his office hours like every single day <laughs> after that. And I was like, listen, I am not accepting getting a bad grade in this class. Like I'll do whatever it takes to like improve my grade. And he saw that I was really trying and that ended up helping me a lot in the long run. But 100% like engineering is not easy and you're going to have that moment that you'll probably get below 50% on a test at least in my experience with all my friends like we've all had those moments I have definitely had one of those moments too I remember I got an email it was actually my freshman year so it was really early on I think I've had two of these moments but one of them was my freshman year and I remember sitting in my car or sitting in my friend's car and we were driving to dinner and I got an email from like the department of engineering and because I was a freshman I technically wasn't in my major yet and they literally recommended me to not be in engineering (laughs) 
because I got such a bad score. I think I got like a 48 or something like that. Like I got in the 40s. Oh my God. And I just remember crying and being like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I just got this email. Like, what am I going to do? And I ended up getting a B in the class. It really wasn't bad. I passed the class. I did so well. On the next test, I got a 98. I literally. That's literally what happened to me. It was like my. That was like my third test. The next test was the final. So I like studied so hard. And literally, I think I got the same grade, like a 98. Yeah. No, I got a 98. (laughs) I know. I got a 98 and then a 97. Something like on the last two tests, I almost got a perfect score and I recovered myself. But I mean, just that goes to show like they literally were like, hey, maybe you should rethink your major. (laughs) my gosh I mean that's a little let's jump into conclusions there I know I know I think it's because I was a freshman and you know they tried weeding out people in the beginning yeah that's what I hear too it's like oh this is like your a wean out class like yeah watch out I I think that's what it was for me but yeah I definitely have had one of those moments where you're just like I cannot believe I did so poorly Yes, it seriously has to just be a part of becoming an engineer. Like you need to feel how it feels to fail. Exactly. <laughs> get back up again. Exactly. I think it's a it's a rite of passage. Like <laughs> oh, 100%. They're like, "Okay, we're going to we're going to slide this in there. Let's see how they do." <laughs> <laughs> and how was your job search? So after college, searching for a job, was it pretty easy since you did have those co-op experiences or did you still apply to a lot of different companies? What did you do to apply? Yeah, for sure. So I was actually really blessed in that regard just because I did have a co-op and that actually really helped me. Um, They ended up offering me a job like a couple terms before the end of um, my schooling. So I actually had a job like two terms early all lined up and I ended up just accepting it um, just because I have so many connections within my company and I know all the processes and stuff. I thought, why not stay here and learn more? Um, but I did um, still explore other options. I actually went to the SWE conference in Indianapolis, I believe. It was like the world's largest conference and career fair for women engineers and technology. And there were so many companies there like Nike and Apple and Google, which I thought that was so cool. I was like, Nike needs engineers. Like, let me go see. Let me go see what they want. I know Um, there's I mean, every single company needs engineers. So it's actually a really it's really, really cool. People companies that you don't think need them, need them. 100 percent. So I feel like that conference really opened my eyes up to that. Um, But yeah, like I said, I ended up staying at my company, but. I would definitely recommend to anybody who is looking for an engineering career to go to that SWE conference. It happens like yearly. You just type in like SWE Career Fair 2019. I think it's actually coming up, but it's a great opportunity to just give your resume out and talk to so many professionals and they have keynote speakers and stuff. Like you don't even have to go to the career fair. It's actually just a really cool thing to learn, learn about professionalism and engineering in general. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Career fairs in general are such a great way to connect with other networks. Oh, yeah. And take us through your morning routine. So I always ask this question because I feel like it's a great insight to kind of see how your day is structured. And I'm just so curious about people's morning routines. Oh, yeah, for sure. So mine is I typically wake up at around 530 every morning and I'm usually out the door by 630. 
So I kind of, I like getting to my office pretty early. Um, just, it's kind of nice getting there before everybody else and whatnot. But so after I wake up, I will go downstairs and brush my teeth, wash my face, all that fun stuff. I usually do like pretty light makeup and do my hair. Um, then I'll get dressed, which my work is pretty business casual. So I typically wear jeans, like a plain shirt and a cute blazer with like some boots normally. Um, I'll then make my coffee and I usually give myself a little bit of time to relax and like check my phone and pack my lunch before heading out the door. And like I said, I leave at 6.30. So I'm at my house for a good hour before I leave for work. Um, my commute to work is about 45 minutes. So in that time, I'll typically listen to music. Um, I also call my grandma every morning because she gets up super early. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. And yes, and she absolutely loves it. And, you know, it's nice having someone to talk to. So check in on her. And then, yeah, by the time that's all done, I'm at work and I'm back at it. <laughs> wow, no, that's so sweet that you call your grandma every morning. I know, she loves it. It's She looks forward to it. She's like, oh, it's 630. I, I knew you'd be calling me. That is so <laughs> sweet. And what is your day-to-day at your job? I usually arrive to work at, like I said, around 7.30 at the latest. Um, When I get there, I typically check my emails and see what meetings I have for the day. Um, Some days are more meeting-heavy than other days. Um, But every week, I usually have a one-on-one with my supervisor to discuss projects or to discuss progress on all my projects which I can't really get into specifics about the projects themselves, but it's always my goal to make as much progress on those as much as I can throughout the week. Um, And I will say too, like Excel and PowerPoint are probably like my best friends at work. It's basically all engineering is. (laughs) Oh, uh, yes. No, (laughs) it really is. It's crazy. Um, So usually I'm dealing with Excel and PowerPoint all day long. Um, which is like great for summarizing key points and next steps for projects. Um, You're constantly presenting, at least at my job, to upper management or just to fellow coworkers, getting everybody aligned on stuff. So um, we'll do that. Um, I also think it's cool because I work on a bigger campus. So I can go outside and travel to different buildings for some meetings, which is pretty nice just to get some fresh air. Um, I'll go to lunch around noon which I can either go out for lunch or most of the time I just pack my lunch to save money. (laughs) Um, And then I leave work around four every day. And I feel lucky because I do have a job where I'm able to leave work and not have to think think about it until the next day, which is really refreshing. So that is really nice. A lot of people have to take their job home with them. Exactly. So it's nice to come home, worry about, I don't know, working out or doing other things, eating dinner. I'm going to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor. You guys all know what Spotify is, but on Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. So you do not need to have a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. And you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. 
If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. And you also recently started a YouTube channel. So how is that going? Like, how is having a side hustle and a real corporate job doing for you? How are you handling it all? For sure. So I literally, yeah, just started a YouTube channel about three weeks ago. And congrats, by the way. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You were a big part of that. Seriously. It's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm really happy. Um, yeah, I was so nervous to get my first video out and I think, you know, that's just the nature of YouTube, but I 100% knew that I needed to start somewhere. That's what everybody says. You just got to start. Um, so I'm very proud of myself for that, but I find that Overall, this makes everything just so much more fun. It provides me with a creative outlet outside of engineering, and it's something I wanted to do for so long. Um, I do find, though, that just time management with posting videos in general is challenging. And um, lately, I've been doing a good job with posting once a week. That's all my goal is for right now. I think That's that- a great, great consistent schedule. Once a week yeah. is great. Exactly. Because I'm kind of getting into like, I'm kind of filming at really random times and then trying to find when I can edit and finding that balance has been pretty difficult, I'd say, especially when you're just learning how to edit and everything. So yeah, I found that once a week is a really nice number to start out, especially with a full time job. Yeah. And what are your videos about? What are they? What do you film? Yeah, so as of right now, I have um, vlogs on my channel just to kind of have people get to know me a little better. Um, I definitely want to post more advice-based videos in the future, like stuff about my day-to-day life and engineering or college, whatever becomes of interest to my subscribers. And I'm actually really excited for my next video. I just filmed a video about some of my favorite self-help books, which I'm obsessed with. So um I talk about like five of my favorite books that really helped me just think positively and put a really different perspective on life in general. So I'm excited about that one. That's awesome. Um, everyone subscribe to her channel if you're listening. Oh. <laughs> so nice. Thank you. And where do you see yourself in the future? So I know you have your YouTube channel that you're just starting. You're working in the automotive industry. What do right. you see – or where do you see yourself in like five to 10 years? Yeah. So right now I think I've really been enjoying working with autonomous vehicles, which I don't even know if I said that. So I work with autonomous vehicles right now. Um, and this is a very new industry with so many unknowns and no one really knows the right answers yet. So it's a very fun environment to be in because it's always changing and it's really fast paced. Um, so as of right now, I'm really, really happy with that job role. Um, In the future, I'll probably be looking forward to learning about different roles within the company because I'm actually in a rotational program now. I'm rotating again, but um, I'm in a post-college rotational program at my work, so I'm doing longer rotations. Um, But it'll it'll give me a chance to see different aspects of the company, and I ultimately hope to find a role that I absolutely love and stay in that group. Um, Personally, I see myself in a more high-level management or business role more than like a super technical engineering role. So that's my goal in the long run. Um, But yeah, whatever opportunities present themselves, I'll be 
you know, happy to hopefully get a promotion one day and continue my YouTube channel and vlogging on the side. I think that provides the perfect balance of work and a creative outlet. Yeah, I feel like that's so important. I feel like a lot of people think like I want to start YouTube because I want to make money, but you forget the whole element of how fun it is and how nice it is to have something different. Like if you're doing something productive, you're doing something for yourself and you're also having that outlet, which I think is a very, very underrated thing. 100%. I totally agree. It's seriously like just having something to look forward to or just knowing that you're pursuing something that's outside of just engineering is a great feeling because you never know what could happen with it. It's kind of like just an exciting thing to pursue, you know? It's like, oh, I have this little side thing that could go somewhere, could not. But if anything, like I love doing it. So it's a great hobby to have, if anything. Exactly. And what is your advice for someone who wants to go into into engineering but is just unsure? Yeah, so I really like this question. So my advice is to just really evaluate your interests. Um, I think there's so many different types of engineering out there. You have like mechanical, electrical, industrial, there's bioengineering, and so much more. So I feel like there's bound to be something that really connects with whatever your interests are. And I personally chose mechanical engineering just because it's a very broad um, engineering subject and it exposed me to a broad range of career paths since I was unsure about what I wanted to do um, with my career, where if maybe you know that you love computer science, so maybe computer science and being more technical is more for you, or maybe you like more a business side of things and being talking about efficiency, like maybe industrial engineering is more for you. So I feel like there is a type of engineering for everybody if you're into math and science. Um, so overall, I think that doing your research and aligning the type of engineering with your interests will give you so much success. And just remember that the type of degree you have is your ticket in. With engineering, there are so many twists and turns that your career could take. You may ultimately end up doing something you never expected, which I think is super cool. Yeah, I could not agree more. And besides engineering advice, what is the best advice that you've received just for life? Yeah, for sure. So one of the things, so I have two things, I guess. Um, my first thing is I went to the SWE conference, like I said, and one of the biggest pieces of, of advice I got there, um, I forget who said this, but it was one of the keynote speakers, and she said to sit at the table. And what she meant by this was that in meetings, it's very common for new younger employees or women to sit outside the table if there is seating available rather than sit at the table because they may feel nervous or feel that other more important people should sit there. But as a woman in engineering, especially, it is important to sit at the table and let your voice be heard because the auto industry and other engineering industries are looking to hire women for a reason. And we bring new perspectives that are so important to consider. So we all deserve that spot. So that was my first piece of advice that I just absolutely loved. Wow. No, I love that. Have you read Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In? No, I haven't. Did you say the same thing? You should listen or not listen. You should read that book. It is so good. It's very similar to what you're saying, how we just need more women in roles of leadership. We need more women in companies, especially male-dominated ones, because if not, yes. I mean, we know our best interests and men just don't because they're not women you know they're not living our exactly. every day-to-day struggles and her uh example in it was that 
she worked at well she's the COO of Facebook right now but I believe she started at Google so she's pretty pretty powerful woman (laughs) Um, 100% yeah and she actually started at Google I believe and when she was pregnant she was like eight months pregnant like going to work and she would park she would come to work a little later and she would have to find parking and park all the way in the back of the lot and walk her pregnant self a lot a long way to the office and she just always wished like man we should have a space for pregnant women like in front like for we should have like parking spots for them and solely because she experienced it she was a woman they they changed that like she went into the CEO of Google's office was like, hey, we need parking spots for pregnant women. And he did it right then and there. But if it wasn't for having a woman there, like that change would have never happened. And that's obviously even just a small thing, you know, but there's so that many big crazy. things. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like it's such a good point. Yeah. You just need to have that representation there. And I know that that might seem like a small issue, like, oh, a pre- parking spot, but there's so many other issues that are because of representation that we just need exactly oh my gosh I couldn't agree more and it's crazy because that stuff you wouldn't even think about it's like oh they have to think about that stuff right like it's obvious but no they don't exactly (laughs) like we need to bring it to their attention exactly no I completely agree I love that piece of advice and thank you so much for coming on this podcast I think this episode is going to help a lot of people not only girls but just anyone that wants to get into engineering it is going to help and I just I'm really glad I had someone else on here to speak on that oh my gosh 100% it was so much fun being on here thank you so much for having me Thank you so much. And where can they find you? So link all of your stuff and plug it. I'll have it linked in the show notes, but just plug yourself. Yes, for sure. So um, all my social media, my Instagram is Sophia Dancel, and then my YouTube is also Sophia Dancel. So feel free to check out my channel. I would absolutely love it. I'm a newbie here, so I think it's really fun just seeing other newbies because I know there's a lot out there, especially in your Facebook group. I see it all the time, and I think it's so awesome that we're all going for it. Yeah, I do too. I love that private Facebook group. It encourages me so much. I think it's it so nice. Thing. There's so many girls on there just saying like, "Hey, who wants like? Does anyone want to go in like a group and we'll just do inspiring things to each other throughout the day? Like." give yeah. some quotes or motivation it's like there's so many opportunities to just be so positive it's awesome I agree I love it so that's another plug if you guys aren't a part of the private Facebook page oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much Sophia I am so excited for people to listen to this episode I'm so excited too and I can't thank you enough for having me it seriously made my whole day oh my gosh of course That's the episode, you guys. What did you guys think? I hope that you guys loved it. I think it was really, really insightful and interesting and definitely gave a great perspective on what it's like to be a female in engineering. If you guys like this episode, be sure to give it five stars on iTunes. That would mean so much to me. Also, join the private Facebook page. Sophia's already a part of it, so you guys should definitely join and you guys can connect with her on there. And she also has a YouTube channel, so go ahead and support her always looking to support newer creators so just go ahead and do that and i really hope that you guys enjoyed the episode and i'll see you guys next monday on another episode of the real real podcast Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. 
At The Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.